Do you feel like your emotions just control your life? Like if you're angry, then everything in your day is bad. If you're upset or depressed, then everything around you seems to be difficult. Well, today we're going to talk about a different mindset to have. And I'm speaking to you from kind of a different place, a place that I wasn't expecting to speak to you from. I'm actually going through some pretty strong emotions myself. And so I'm sharing with you what I've learned and especially what I've gathered from this really great book that I'm going to be sharing with you about today and how we can together work with Christ's power to manage our emotions so that they don't manage us. Let's get started. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful inspiration to help you step out of stress and overwhelm and into a balanced life full of peace, purpose, and meaning, the full vibrant life that God has planned for you. So find a cozy spot and let's get started on today's episode. there. Welcome to this episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Michelle, author and life coach for women. And as a life coach, I can help you cultivate life balance, clarify your purpose, and help you create and crush goals so that you can live that life that God has for you. Today's topic is a continuation of what we've been talking about with our series on the Vibrant Christian Living Framework, which is a three-step Venn diagram approach to how we can live our best lives based on John 10.10. And we've been talking about that very first circle, which is to cultivate life balance. Part of that is understanding our four parts of self. And we had done an episode a while back on the four parts of self, but we're breaking it down and talking about the individual parts so that we can understand them more clearly and just get a better sense of them. And so today's episode is about emotions. And, you know, with all of these episodes, my goal was to have some different outside voices coming in to speak on these topics. And I have done that with most of them. However, as God would have it, I had a really hard time finding out or thinking about who I would want to bring in for this. And so this has been an episode I've been thinking about for a while. And how do I want to do this? Well, again, in God's perfect timing, He created a situation for me to be dealing with my own emotions. Um, You know, we all have emotions every day, but sometimes our emotions are heightened and we just feel like our emotions can take over. Well, guess what? I have been dealing with that the last few days and I was slated to record this episode today anyway. And I thought, well, okay, God, isn't your timing just perfect? So today is going to be kind of a, a real life. Um, I'm walking through this right at this very second kind of thing. And so it's going to be a little bit different, but I really, again, believe and trust in God's timing. Today's episode is just about living beyond our feelings, our emotions. We all have emotions and we all have these times when we just have thoughts or feelings that can come in. And a lot of times they seem to broadside us. I mean, and that, again, that's how this situation has been. I feel like God has given me the ability and really taught me over the years how to control myself and how to, you know, learn when my, what my signals are when I feel like those emotions starting to bubble up in me in certain areas, right? I think, you know, emotions can attack in lots of different areas, but this was an area that I haven't had to really deal with my emotions in in a long time. And so when this came up, it just totally just broadsided me. I was just like, wow, I have just been in the thick of working so hard through these things that we're going to talk about today to manage them in a way that is Christ honoring and not perfect because again, we are not perfect, but that we are making active steps. And that's what's been my comfort through this is knowing Lord, you've given me this so that I can 
learn how to move forward so that I can learn how to live the way you want me to live. This muscle of controlling my emotions will be that much stronger. And in God's excellent timing, I have just recently finished reading a book that dovetails perfectly into this topic, and it is by Joyce Meyer. It's called Living Beyond Your Feelings. Reading that book prepared me just even for this one situation that I'm going through and also is just full of great wisdom. And I'm going to be referencing a few of the things from that book as we have this conversation today. First of all, I think what's important when we're managing our emotions is that we just need to recognize them for what they are. We need to just see that this is just a feeling and that feelings pass and that probably a month or even six months from now, definitely, we probably won't even be feeling these things and we may not even remember them. I mean, that's it seems hard to believe that when you're in the thick of the moment, but that I've found over and over is, is definitely true. And so when we're looking at these things, we have to remember that they're, they're emotion, that they're not fact, that, that they're not necessarily the real situation. I mean, they're real in that they're really happening to us, but that they may not, the, the things that are causing the emotions may not be true. Like um, in the case of what some of the things I'm talking about, um, they may not be true statements, um, some of the things I'm dealing with. Um, but then we we need to to look at them as real and that we're feeling them but that we need to control them and and control them with fact and logic um so there's this really delicate balance of expressing what we're feeling and just saying this is real it hurts but also not letting it take over and um in that book i referenced earlier from Joyce Meyer one example that she gives in this area is she says that these unbridled emotions are a lot like a toddler. Like when we, if you have young children, you get this, that they sometimes need to be told no. I mean, quite honestly, that w children need to have limits and boundaries. And, and there are moments when we just have to say no, and they don't like that, right? But we have to learn how to teach them that this is okay and this isn't. And so that child may want everything in the same way that our emotions just want to take over and just bulldoze all of that logic and all of the uh, the scriptures and all of the things that we know to be true. But we have a choice. And that's what's amazing. And that's one of the second things I wanted to say is we have a choice on how we can handle these emotions. And one of the saddest things to me when I meet women is that they they I've met so many women who are just, that they're a victim of their emotions. They're a victim of what goes through their mind all day long, whether that is inner critic kind of stuff. And we talked about the inner critic um, in a, another episode. I can link to that in the show notes. Whether it's the inner critic, whether it's something that somebody else that's hurtful told them years ago that they're still holding on to, whether it's just the whim of their heart at that moment, it's, um, it's, it's challenging for us to live the life that we want and the life that God has for us, that better life. If we are continually stuck in this place where we're just bouncing around back and forth, back and forth, you know, James, the book of James, he speaks about, and this was referencing spirituality, but it's also relevant that we need to have our faith and our foundation and our trust in God and in Christ and not be like, like boats that are on the sea being tossed back and forth and how we believe and do we follow him or do we not? Same kind of thing. Like we cannot, our, our bedrock has to be Christ and his truth. And um, 
that we need to decide that we're going to make a choice to live for that, even in those moments when we don't necessarily feel it or our emotions are in opposition to what we're experiencing. And this takes a lot of assertiveness and directiveness, right? We, we, and this is again something that's difficult because it's all happening inside of us. And there's, for the most part, you know, so much of these battles that happen with our emotions are literally raging in our hearts and our minds. Like they're just, I mean, they, they tend to come out when we, when, if we continue to let them fester inside us and just rage. And, and sometimes that's okay. Like we, we, we need to let, give ourselves grace and and allow ourselves to say you know what this is huge i'm i'm this is something that's really taking a lot of my mental energy today it's just sucking me dry and so i need to really analyze what else do i have to do today or what other things do i have to process what can bring me comfort what can bring me calm through this what can i do to combat this to really to, to recognize what it is what it is and but to also to manage it effectively so we need to deal with it directively and assertively and then we need to also just notice when it is happening. I'm, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times just today alone that this situation, these thoughts have just come up in my mind and been plaguing me. And before I even know it, it's like I'm thinking about it again. And I don't intend to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I keep thinking, stop thinking about it, stop thinking about it, stop thinking about it. <laughs> and um, I've literally just like this morning sat down when I did my quiet time, I was just you know, you're tempted to just sit there and just like, blah, 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 let all this stuff out. And I, again, there's a place for that. We have to let our emotions out in a safe way. We don't want to stifle them and keep them inside. But there's also a time when we just need to say, okay, I've spoken this and it's time to stop talking about it. It's time to say, this is enough. All right. And I need to just deal with it in my mind and ask God to give me a new attitude. And so that's been my focus is, um, I have asked a friend or two to pray for me specifically about this, and um, that has been helpful, just releasing that to say, God, I believe that you're going to help me manage these emotions and that good is going to come out of this. And also just to, like I said, what I was doing this morning in my quiet time was to recognize and honor and think on those things that are right. I mean, that is what it tells us to do in Philippians. Fix your thoughts on things that are pure, that are lovely, that are true, that are honorable, things that are, are good, that are trustworthy, things that God has taught us. Choosing to focus our thoughts on that and just literally stopping every single time it comes up, even if it's like the 34th time that has come up in your brain today, to say, no, I am not going to think about that. I am not going to go down that road. I'm not going to let that emotion just take over and make me mad. And I can't believe this person said that, or I can't believe that, you know, he feels this way, or she said that to me, or whatever it is, or, you know, I'm just tired, and so I'm going to act like this today. Whatever the emotion is, we have to decide to get aggressive with it and say, no, I am going to choose. I want my life to be a certain way. And that's going to take effort because our natural bent, of course, is just to keep it, to keep in line with that sinful nature and to just kind of keep flowing along. And like I said, it's it's heartbreaking to live your life like that. I lived my life like that for many years, especially as a teen and a young woman, just feeling like it was my job almost to just experience every emotion. And like, that was so important. I remember as a teenager, just like, having whatever emotion it was and just like sitting in my room and just wallowing in it. And it just felt so good to just wallow in it. And it seems so, 
silly and goofy right now, but you know, we think, oh, well, I'm so beyond that. But really, are we? Like, how much time do we spend thinking and dwelling and running those situations over and over in our minds when it's not going to happen overnight where we can just say, oh, I'm just going to stop because it's not, that's not realistic. But I'm saying, let's make steps to move towards it. And again, that is what's brought me comfort today, yesterday, the last few days is by just saying, listen, I know that it's frustrating that this is again, like the 34th time that I've had to re-change my attitude and to stop these emotions. But I am making improvement. And the next time something like this happens, look at how much stronger this muscle is going to be. And unfortunately, that is the way that God grows us. That is how we move forward. That is how we develop the fruit in our lives that we need to live triumphantly, to have endurance. You know, um, a runner, if he wants to run a marathon, he doesn't build the cardiovascular strength by just deciding to get up one day and run all those miles. He has to slowly, slowly, slowly build it up. Keep going through that point where it's just, they want to stop and they want to not run anymore. You, you, you have to keep doing that. And that, if we could have that mindset with our lives and when God allows these situations to come, to recognize God is strengthening me. He's giving me bigger muscles in this area. It's not, it's not easy. It's, I might not like it, but if we can keep that as our perspective, it dramatically drops the drama level and it drops the stress level and it gives us the ability to plug into God, to say, yes, you do love me. Yes, you are good. Yes, you are doing all things for me, not to me, and that you are going to use this for your glory so I can endure. I can get through just for this one moment. I can control myself. I can say, I'm not going to speak that word. I am not going to have this thought. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. I'm not going to let this affect how I treat my kids or my husband or anything else. I am going to control myself for just this moment. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is that, and this has been huge, is that as we are choosing what to focus on, we can focus on the emotions that we want to dominate. So um, one thing in the Living Beyond Your Feelings book that Joyce Meyer mentions is she says, I am going to talk about my positive feelings so that they will increase. And I will keep quiet about my negative feelings so that they lose their strength. Have you ever, it makes me think of this um, expression, have you ever heard, feed the good and starve the bad? I mean, that that concept is is so prevalent in nature everywhere. I mean, we think about, the first thought that came to my mind was about digestion. And if you've studied it all about wanting to have um, the right balance of bacteria in your gut. You know, if you, if you feed your gut sugar, when we eat sugar, it fuels the bad bacteria and allows them to reproduce. And so if we want that imbalance to go away and to be properly balanced with the good and bad bacteria, we can eat healthy foods that are good for our gut. And that's because we are starving the bad bacteria and feeding the good bacteria. And that's exactly what it is with our thoughts. What do we want to starve? What thoughts do we want to starve? And what thoughts do we want to feed? So if we have two plants in front of us and we are feeding the, the, you know, the miracle grow and all the good stuff, the water, the, we're, we're pruning them, we're doing all these things to, this, to plant A, and we're not doing that to plant B, what's going to happen? Well, plant A is going to nourish, be, be nourished and it's going to flourish. What happens is with our emotions is that we, without even realizing it, we are allowing them to just continue to grow. We're just allowing them to continue to fester because we think about them, because we're telling our mom about them and our sister and that friend down the street. And can you believe this? And every single time we get fired up and it's like those 
little channels in our brain. And this has been scientifically proven that those things that are in our brain that we continue to think about, it's like they develop just these, these, these connections. And there's just this toxicity that begins to build in our brain from that. And so what are we wanting to be in there? What are the good things, right? What are those things that we can focus on? Doesn't mean that those bad feelings are going to go away. Doesn't mean that they don't exist. And doesn't mean we don't have a good reason to feel them because we may have a good reason to feel them. However, we this is one of those things where we just have to fight the nature of our flesh and to just let it all go. Um, there was some interesting stories in here in this book. One of them I wanted to read. Um, she was talking about, I'm going to actually read this few paragraphs here from Living Beyond Your Feelings. She says, um, this section is called The Wise Man's Mind Instructs His Mouth. So she says, the Bible speaks of wise men and foolish men. It says that the fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare or a trap to him. And that's Proverbs 18, 7. A person would need to be foolish indeed to use her own mouth and words to ruin her own life. But people do it all the time. Why? Simply because they don't understand the power of words. We know that our words impact other people, but do we realize that our words impact ourselves and our lives? And then um, she says, One of the biggest mistakes we make is to think we have no control over how we feel or what we do. God has given us a spirit of discipline and self-control, and it is called self-control because God gives us this tool to control ourselves. We all have it, but do we use it? Anything we have but never use becomes dormant and powerless. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Do you work out regularly? Why do you do that? You exercise to keep your bones and your muscles strong to guard your health. The writer of Proverbs also tells us that, quote, he who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from troubles. Proverbs 21, 23. That is a wise man. Millions of people live miserable and unfruitful lives because they are deceived. They are merely victims of whatever comes their way. If they wake up feeling depressed, they offer no resistance, but erroneously assume that they must behave the way they feel. I know this very well because I lived in the same type of deception for a large part of my life, as did I. If the deceived person is offended and feels angry, he usually expresses his anger and even hangs on to it as if it is a battle prize. It occurs to very few that they can let the anger go and trust God to take care of their vindication. The world is filled with discouraged, downtrodden individuals who could make their situations better by simply choosing to continue on in hope. Once we learn the power of hope and we practice it, it's a hard habit to break. Just as a person can form a habit of being discouraged each time things don't go her way, she can learn to encourage herself through hoping that a blessing is right around the corner. Friends, that is power. Wow. Yes, I love what she said here. I love that she just tells it how it is and that we often think that we have no control over how we feel or what we do and that this is where the spirit of self-control must dominate. God is so good to give us the strength and the ability to endure all situations, all things. The word says that we can do all things in Christ, right? But Jesus also gives us our own tools to control ourselves. God is not going to shut your mouth or stop your emotions and feelings for you. And he's not going to stop those thoughts from bouncing around in your head. He physically could. He's God. Of course, he can do anything. But we are tasked with the responsibility. What kind of a house are we building? What kind of minds are we building? What kind of lives are we building? The responsibility falls on us. He's going to give us the skills, but we have to use them. We have to act on them. 
This other section here in the book, she says, We don't have to deny that our emotions exist, but we must not let them control us. Our emotions don't need to control our decisions. We cannot always change the way we feel, but we can choose what we will do in every situation. We can trust God to level out our emotions while we make right choices. And in this section, she's speaking about David and the Psalms. And so many of the Psalms, if you've read them, they are these beautiful expressions of emotion. And I encourage you that if you are feeling upset, you're feeling left behind by a friend or by God himself or or just life, anything. If you feel frustrated that things haven't changed, you are just in a bad place and you, you really need some encouragement. The Psalms are a great place to start because there is so much just honesty. David is the one of the main writers of the Psalms and he is not reticent to avoid those emotions as he speaks. And what's beautiful is that David shares it all. He just tells God, you know, I, I'm being attacked. I'm, I feel like you've left me behind. I feel like this. This is what's going on in my heart. But so often we hear the deeper movings of what's going on inside his soul. And he turns it around and says, but I will choose to trust you. I will choose to say you are God. I will choose to believe you're going to bring victory from this. I will choose to believe you're going to save me and that you're going to come through because you have done so in the past. So it's just not being afraid to release and share those emotions, but also just covering them, covering them with the promise of God, with the truth that God is in this, that He is bigger, and that He's going to turn it around. And so that, I think, is what really cuts the power of our emotions down to a sizable level is just recognizing, again, for emotions for what they are, that they often just go in our souls and they, they rise up really quickly and they can just pass through us really quickly. And so if we can do our best to, in those situations, just control ourselves and, and make better choices, then it's, it's, there's so much beauty that can come even from these times when we're struggling. And just lastly, I wanted to finish by giving you some practical ideas of of, of being able to control your emotions. Um, one of the best things, of course, is to have that proactive approach in your life of being in God's Word, hearing what He says to you, knowing His promises for you. And so it becomes that much easier to recognize when um, emotions come up that um, may be in contrast to what God says about you. And so you can recognize that. And you can also again, see the the promises of God and how they have been true in your life in the past. And it just makes it a lot easier to, to fill your heart and meditate on God's Word when the emotions are trying to take over. Also, I would encourage you to focus on one moment at a time and to focus on just getting through that. And distraction. Distraction's a great thing. I feel like um, today I have been doing my best to kind of distract myself from this situation I um, went outside and, and instead of just kind of being by myself for lunch today and um, my kids were all doing different things, I pulled my daughter aside and said, you know, come outside and eat lunch with me today. And so she and I just chatted for a few minutes and um, sat outside, which was which was good. It got me out of the house and thinking about these things. And so I, I was able to just sit down and, and to hear her and to listen to her. And, you know, sometimes it sounds so bad, but you and I, you know it's true because I know it's true too. 
sometimes we just, we think like, oh, poor me, like I'm so this and I'm so that. And if we can get outside of ourselves and think about what other people's problems are and help them, serving is such a beautiful way to get beyond our emotions. Like, how can I truly just stop thinking about this silly thing and get on with life, you know, by helping somebody else and 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 just just moving past it, right? So that's a good thing. Distraction and being willing to just serve and to give and to think outside of the emotions and outside of ourselves is is pretty powerful. And then physical. You know, we've talked before about how the four parts of self really do support each other and addressing calm and things like that. Um, and I'll, I'll reference the, the calm episode too in the show notes because um, we can... I have found when I am emotional that I feel it in my body. Like I, right today, my my muscles are just super tense, especially my hamstrings for whatever reason are just super tense and I'm just like stressed. And so I've been trying to stop and just breathe today and trying to walk. I worked out this morning specifically um, to to try to stretch out those parts of me that were feeling really overwhelmed and just just physically feeling sick almost from this, from my emotions. Um, going on a long walk is a great therapy. Um, just being willing to release in other ways beyond just, you know, our emotions coming out as our thoughts, they can be released because they're manifesting in those other areas. So I would encourage you, what other areas do you feel these emotions manifesting themselves? And, and to get to get it out, to just run it out, walk it out, you know, whatever you need to do, stretch it out, do some yoga, whatever, get those muscles stretched out and get those the stuff out of you. Well, that is the end of our time today, friends. And I wanted to say in closing again, that if you are in a place where you need help managing your four parts of self, and especially in this area of emotions, I would love to work with you and to see how we can create a plan to bring more calm, to bring more peace, to to learn how to literally live differently when it comes to our emotions and these things that may be causing us stress. We can, as, as we were sharing earlier, we can learn different patterns. And I believe that um, you have it in you to be whoever you want to be, whatever your life looks like. And if you've been held back by emotion, if that's been something that's taken over, um, we can we can talk about ways to overcome that in the future. And that's that's what a coach does. So if you're interested in that, you can always go to the coaching page. That is vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching. And like I mentioned, there is a whole bunch of show notes that we have at the site for every episode here. And so in order to find these show notes, you are going to go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash episode dash 28. And I'm also going to put on the show notes page some great verses, some Bible verses that can help us understand our emotions and help bring calm in those moments. Because of course, Jesus understands all everything we're going through, and He wants to help us through these emotions and learn how to master them so that we can see them as, as beautiful, as expressions of who we are, but not as our master, the thing that tells us what to do and tells us how to live. All right. I am praying for you. I am thinking of you, and I pray that you have an amazing week. I will see you back here next week, friend. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review in iTunes. I love hearing from you, and these reviews help others find the podcast. 
And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now, and I will see you back here next week.